Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture. But uh, before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. Have you ever owned a conversion van? Many years ago, our family had one that we used to travel across the country during vacations. And we ran many gallons of gas through that vehicle. But one of the nicest features was that it had two large twin tanks so that you wouldn't have to constantly stop at the gas station every few hours on your trip. And this reminds me of the Christian life. In my own mind, I've always felt that forgiveness is very similar to filling up your gas tanks. Sometimes we can require quite a bit, but we all need to gas up our hearts and be merciful with each other. Some vehicles require more gas than others, but the point being is that our hearts need to be just as full. They need to be filled to the rim with grace and compassion. The thing that keeps the church together and gets us further down that spiritual road is being merciful and forgiving with others in their time of need. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be a kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Bitterness can develop when apologies are given, but somebody refuses to forgive the offender from their heart. Grace and mercy is what keeps the church together, and it needs to be granted when needed or required. If you truly forgive someone, reconciliation will immediately take place. We learn this in the parable of the prodigal son. Luke fifteen twenty through 23 And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the, him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Once again, I want you to notice that divine grace results in immediate reconciliation. When the son admitted his fault, his dad quickly forgave him. He never kept a bitter grudge, but completely let it go. For one reason, that's not love. And for the second reason, Scripture has serious warnings from God about that kind of behavior. It can result in condemnation. James 5 verse 9 says, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Genuine Christian love is displayed in the actions of the prodigal son. He admitted fault and apologized, and the dad completely forgave him, and they went on with their lives together. This is why it's called the gospel of reconciliation. Many people are preaching a false gospel of non-reconciliation forgiveness. They have been teaching that for many years, that somehow you can forgive someone from your heart and not reconcile with them again. The reason why they do this is they don't want to suffer with the pain that somebody else committed against them. While the truth is, Jesus took the pain and the nails and suffered unto death on the cross for them. These actions are highly offensive to the Lord. Leviticus 19 verse 18 says, Thou shalt not avenge, 
nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. A bitter grudge results in a defiled and unmerciful heart. Hebrews 12, verse 15, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Romans 3, verse 14 says, Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. The Lord Jesus taught one of his apostles about how forgiving to be with others. Matthew eighteen twenty one through 35 says, Then came Peter uh, to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out, and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him, and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I'll pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due to him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You know, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we each need portions of grace at certain times in our lives from God and from each other. This is why we need to be so merciful with each other, being good stewards of God's manifold grace. Look at James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 13, he says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Just as we need gas to get down the highway, each of us 
are going to need grace to get to heaven. Think about how you treat each other, because when it comes to forgiveness, I think that all of us in the church need to fill up our twin tanks. So let's think about these things for right now. Uh, we can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, or by going to Hipcast, Buzzsprout, or Amazon, or by going to our blog at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we will talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.